Welcome to Sweet Spot, where hoteliers check in and we check out what's trending in hotel marketing. I'm your host, Ryan Embry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Sweet Spot, a special edition of The Sweet Spot. We've got a great guest with us today that I'm going to be introducing here, but first, want to thank everyone for taking the time to join us on The Sweet Spot and listening wherever you are across the country. With me today, I have the Vice President of Digital Marketing for Ambridge Hospitality, Michael Curran. He has over 27 years of experience in the hospitality digital marketing industry, including names like Walt Disney, Parks and Resorts Online, Hilton Hotels. And for Ambridge, he works with independent hotel brands, IG, Hilton, and Marriott, which we're going to talk about here. He's got extensive background in operations, website and content development, and online media strategy and execution. And I just found out he's one heck of a pinball player as well. So Michael, hello, and welcome to The Sweet Spot. Good morning, Ryan. Happy to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, as we do with all of our new guests on The Sweet Spot, tell us a little bit about your background in the industry and maybe the journey that led you to Ambridge Hospitality. So I think I'm one of the few people that went to school for this and has made it a lifelong career out of it. There there are folks that meander in and out of the industry, but I started back in the 90s going to school for this and 27 years later, I'm still here. So yeah, I actually picked up the major on a whim. I started out in broadcasting, found out the people in broadcasting are not the type of people I enjoyed being around. So <laughs> I dropped that major yeah. and I happened to have lunch with the head of the department for hospitality and parks at our university and he sold me on it. I started with Hilton Hotels, property operations. I uh, came up through uh, front desk, reservations, revenue management, sales. I have tremendous respect for F&B people, but that's the one area I've never worked in because that is an incredibly difficult division. But that part I didn't do, but I, I jumped into the online world in 1998, and I'll never, I'll never forget at the meeting I was in, the regional VP for Hilton was sitting at the end of the table in our daily stand-up meeting, and picture it in my mind right now. He raised a piece of paper. Hilton sent me something about this World Wide Web. Does anybody want to deal with this? <laughs> Nobody raised their hand. I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? So that was it. I never, I never turned back. From that point on, I've been in the uh, online, online part of the industry. Well, that was a good bet to say that that little World Wide Web was, was going to take off and have somewhat of an impact. And yeah. as far as your, your broadcasting, I mean, here, you're doing a little broadcasting here. So you're able to, to kind of do that. But yeah, that's something else we have in common. Both of us went to school for hospitality. You rarely hear that, though, in, yeah. in our industry. You know, it's usually I just found myself here and, and kind of jumped into it. So yeah. I love to hear stories of people going to school and then, but also jumping into the operation side. And I'm sure if you haven't had the opportunity, we, we had a lot of stories of people throughout the pandemic, maybe exploring some of those, you're talking about F and B, maybe exploring some of those departments that they've never had to do, kind of taking some, some duties and responsibilities oh, sure. for departments yeah. that they've never done before. So, well, let's get into it. You know, I, I want to talk about 
Ambridge Hospital in your role right now, obviously one of the most recognized hospitality groups in the industry, huge, huge portfolio, a very eclectic portfolio as well. Everything, as I, I mentioned before, brands, soft brands, independents, even down to economy scale. What I'm interested in, and I, and I think our listeners might be interested in, is, is these younger travelers, especially the younger travelers. So looking for a business's personality, right? They want to see on social media, you to distinct yourself from another hotel, but yet you also, as your role as VP of digital marketing, you probably want to keep some consistency and not have one hotel kind of go rogue. So how do you find that balance between GMs and on-site people actually telling their story, but also keeping consistency with, with the, the portfolio level? Yeah. So the, the first part of it is, you know, with the brands, brands have quite a few resources and policies in place that, that help. It helps corral that and keep it, you know, keep it focused. But the, on the independent side, I honestly take the, the approach and it's something I learned back in my, you know, back in my Disney days, let the creativity come, let it come forth. And also what I learned there and in the 20 odd years of being online, you know, let that creativity come out, the consistency, the keeping things to a proper standard can be done through content strategy. Content strategy is a pretty broad term, yeah. uh, but it's, you know, at one of its fundamental levels, it's just keeping your, keeping your online presence organized. Let people go through not just a consistent experience, but utilizing the concept of, of self-selection that you keep yourself organized properly people can can self-select where they want to go. So that personality can come out. And I've seen it going back years, I mean, to the dawn of when I started that, you know, people try to get, and to their credit, they try to get everything out there, everything online, especially on a, on a homepage. Yeah. That, that's, that's something to be admired, but at the same time, that concept of self-selection, you're not there to help them through. They have to guide themselves through where it is they want to go where they, they fit in. So that's, that's, I think where the, the key to that, keeping that consistent and keeping marketing standards high, that the simplest way, again, is just keep it organized, all those principles. And there's loads of principles that go under that, but you can just say, keep it organized. Yeah. The personality will come through. The voice will come through. That's not, that's not a problem at all. It's just that organization and the concept of self-selection. Yeah. And I think you can use things like content calendars, for example, to keep that kind of organized, but simple things, yeah. yeah, just super, super simple things, but it's all about just kind of, and we talked about this on this podcast before, just stepping into it. Right. And it's great to hear you kind of just really saying, express that creativity. Cause I think sometimes hotels or hoteliers, they just, they get a little worried about putting too much of themselves out there. Or they go on the opposite end of the spectrum that you talked about and they throw everything out there. And sometimes the simpler, the better, because it will give us clues on what your audience is reacting. And from there, you can start to fine tune things. So definitely agree with you there, Michael. Let's, uh, let's switch gears a little bit. I'm definitely tired of obviously talking about the pandemic and everything, but this is a resilient industry as we've seen over the past couple of years. We're still here. You know, yeah, whether whether it's been the pandemic, now obviously we have some 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 serious staffing shortages within the industry. But I think you know, as the saying, I think there's some saying goes that at hard times, 
teach the best lessons, right? So I, I wonder kind of what, from this experience, whether it be the pandemic or just staffing shortages right now, what are kind of the big lessons or takeaways that you've got it from it, you and your team? Yeah, I think the for stuff that we can market, again, be an online strategy, right. uh, marketing and advertising, it's the 800 pound gorilla of, the, of, of, uh, of what we do, you know, it takes the majority of what we do. But, you know, it's operationally what we what we put out there starts with operations. I think it, part of it starts with hybrid meetings, in my opinion, are here to stay. It was kind of and even back in the day in the 90s, it was there. There were there were conventions that we would host at the Hilton Chicago is where I started the one of the big ones in downtown Chicago. There would be there would be conventions back there that would have, you know, satellite hookups to their their other offices sometimes. That was few and far between, but satellite satellite time's a little pricey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they would still be there. But hybrid meeting, the technology and the need that came through, I think it's it's here to stay. And if if you don't promote that, if you don't maintain the infrastructure to uh, as simple as that sounds, you know, you're you're not you're not going to be as attractive uh, going forward. But I think as an industry overall, it's it's the idea of do better with less. So, and I want to be clear, I didn't say more. Better doesn't equal more. <laughs> yeah. It's do better with less. And that's, that's one of the key things here that our guests, our guest demands are still there. Our owners, obviously owners demands are still there. But as you said, the, the staff shortage that, that continues the employment situation across the, you know, across the country. It's just that concept is for the foreseeable future going to be around. There's just no way around it. And there's lots of ways to, you know, to attack that. And we are, but, you know, we could do a whole show around that, I think. But yeah, <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, just do better with less. I love that term uh, and that phrase. I think, you know, we definitely become more efficient and agile and really has pushed technology in an industry where you mentioned it before at some hotels, we're still filling out breakfast cards and putting it on the outside of our door to become more efficient. And we've had to adapt with, especially with less face-to-face -face interaction between our staff and guests. So obviously staffing shortage, as you mentioned, going to be a problem for a while, but I think it also accelerates things. The hotel industry has really been lagging behind with some of those technologies and, and perhaps will make a more efficient and streamlined hotel experience for guests. And that kind of leads me into my next question here, because one of the things I'm, I'm just absolutely fascinated about, I've talked about it probably too much on this podcast, is this post-booking pre-stay. So one of the things with the pandemic is that it kind of put the power back to the guest as they were able to make changes quicker and closer to their stay as soon as possible. But it also, it also kind of opened their eyes to being like, I have the power to switch if, if I'm not excited uh, about my stay coming up, or I feel unfortunately, if there's, there's cleanliness issues at a property or something like that. So I love kind of talking about, all right, I booked with this property, but your job doesn't stop there like it used to, right? You have mm -hmm. to almost build excitement and, and get that person. And you can do that through social media reviews, but also set expectations, which is the number one thing that we're seeing on our end as negative reviews is expectations not being properly set. 
breakfast is a great example. That's all over the spectrum right now from still doing grab and goes to breakfast buffets. So how does your portfolio kind of use this post-booking pre-stay phase to build excitement and set those expectations? The brands do, I think, do a, a, a nice job of embracing that recent, uh, not all, well, not recently, in in recent years, I guess. Right. Um, you know, Marriott's, you know, Marriott's mobile check and mobile key. Um, I I think that's a, a tremendous leap forward. It, that was that was something that was promised way back in the early two thousands that that uh, we were going to have a way that the internet would let you would let a guest check in, bypass the front desk. We wouldn't have to have a front desk anymore didn't come to be probably never will, but you know, yeah. that's, that's a, a big piece here. But at the, I think what we, what we focus on is, is actually just a, a simple concept. And it sort of goes back to the, the first point I was making there of around disc, uh, uh, content organization and self-selection that there's all just, there's just a lot out there, no matter which way you turn it, there's a lot out there and it has to be there. It's our job to help people again, understand, self-select where they want to go to get the thing they've been looking for, and even become aware of things that out of necessity just get buried in in content, like the ancillary services we offer. Yeah. Uh, you know, be it be it the the grab and go breakfast that is a big thing, but maybe it wasn't too obvious to somebody. So in in our pre-rival messaging, it's it's regular communication up to the point of the rival and that there is no standard to on a side note, uh, I guess, before I go further, there's, you know, there's people that say, well, you need to do a 30 day, a 15 and day before yeah. that's the standard. Okay. I, yeah, I can see that, but know your guest, maybe 30 should be, maybe it should be 60 depending on your destination. If there's a lot happening, mm-hmm. um, you know, Orlando, Southern California, maybe that's 60, you know, New York, maybe it's 90. A smaller market, maybe it's 15, seven and day before, but that's, I guess I digressed a little bit there, but you know, that's, that's at the foundation, but in those messages, it's, it's just simple. Hey, you're 30 days out. You should start looking at making your restaurant reservations. We have these great restaurants and you know, here's a few more in the area, you know, promote what you have to offer out of convenience to the guest and you know, the promoting the, the assets that we're here to be uh, responsible for, but it's also, you're part of a destination. It's including that it's, it's including 14 days out. It's including messages of events that may pop up, you know, pop up farmers markets, pop up events that the, the whole concept is they're planned and, and promoted really close in, yeah. but people should know about that too. So it's including those little messages that. That to me is the is the simple focus. It's it, that's the pre the pre stay the critical pre stay promotion. Yeah, I love that messaging cadence that you talked about, and it's so important right now too because of how many things have have essentially changed, right, or, or have been updated within that time frame of maybe ninety days, whether it be local restrictions or something like that. You want to keep and building that excitement like you talked about. And one of the places that you could build that excitement is social media. So what that's obviously a critical piece right now um, with the on the mobile check-in that you talked about, more people taking advantage, the adoption is increasing on that. One of the one of the ways that you could 
get that messaging out is obviously using your hotel social media. And if they bypass the front desk, could be the only way other than, other than those emails that you're sending pre-stay. So how do you find a balance between traditional social media? Obviously, Facebook still there, still king, but then somewhat emerging social platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram, and then maybe things that, I mean, this is already here, but TikTok, right? We know that that was the most frequently visited in 2021 over Google. So how do you find that balance between kind of traditional versus new? And that's weird that we're talking about that with social because it still feels relatively new. So for Instagram, from a promotional perspective, how I approach it, it's to get that, to get that consistency, it's it's as simple as using the, you know, the sync feature between the ads that we run on Facebook and Instagram. It's, you know, that's a, it's a, it's a simple feature that again, allows us to be better with less that we don't have to monitor as, as much, but in Instagram, the, the, the simplest things to me are continue to be, continue to be the best. You know, I'll, I'll give you one example, one of our properties to me, the post didn't seem very attractive. Attractive meaning it was more of a meh. Okay, that's nice. You yeah. Know, what's next? But you know, it was a it was a picture of one of our one of our employees dressed in leisure attire mm-hmm. and just holding a, a a margarita out by the oceanfront patio. Yeah, attractive. Yeah, but it's like well, okay. Yeah, I've seen it before. Next, that was one of the most shared and commented on posts that we had in the year. I can't exactly, in my mind, I can't exactly explain it, but what it showed me is people want nice visuals and they weren't promoting us. They were promoting that, that concept of that's what I want. Right. I want to be that lady. Yep. I want to be holding that, you know, and we were part of that message, but you know, that's, that's the approach. I think that's the, the biggest approach there. LinkedIn. Yeah. LinkedIn continues, continues to emerge. It's, it's a, good sales tool. You know, if your sales folks aren't using it, you're a little behind. Right. Um, and, and we, we do as, as one of our, our standard approaches, TikTok, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to my Disney days on that. The Disney philosophy, they're cutting edge. There's no yeah. question, but you know, the general philosophy is let somebody else maybe fall down first. Let's see how many people fall down and we can learn from that yeah. before we quite get in hip deep into something. For me, let it play out a little bit, but the, I'll call it a replacement maybe, is OTT for me. Just the social-like targeting capabilities that you can now do with, with TV commercials. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, it gives you that power that it's not spray and pray anymore. Right. You know, it's, it's not that old, and I, sh- I should remember because it's part of every marketing class, the Madison Avenue executive year, you know, back in the fifties or sixties that said, you know, half of my, half of my marketing budget is wasted. I just don't know which half <laughs> Yeah, you know, broadcast. That's it. You don't yeah. know, but now we can, we can be razor sharp with it. Like on social that, you know, I, I don't want to in a, in a destination like Orlando, you know, I don't want to necessarily appeal to a business traveler. Yeah. It's there. But, you know, I want a family group. I want maybe younger family. I want someone who shows interest, past interest, beach destinations, in tropical destinations, blah, 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 blah. You know, all the targeting things. And that's what OTT can give you in many places. So to me, that's that's the big step of the best emerging step for, for video. Yeah, let, let TikTok maybe play itself out with some 
more entrepreneurial spirited people. I agree. I think, you know, we had, obviously we work with hotels and, and creating social media. And one of the things we heard years ago was oh, I need to get my, I need to get my hotel on Snapchat. That's the next thing. That's the next thing. But you know, we, we found after Snapchat might not be the best place for a hotel. Yeah. Instagram is a hotelier's dream. You think about it. Nobody is, you'll still find some negative, negative feedback or negative pictures. People aren't afraid to put negative pictures on their Facebook and post it at your, at your hotel. Instagram, people are living their best life. It is, it is positive vibes only in, in that arena. And that's, again, a hotelier's dream. And it, that was a great example that you used with that post. And kind of speaking to what you're talking about, about knowing your audience, seeing the data and analytics on these posts, and then, and then shifting, you know, what people are really responding to, to some more content there. So love that example. So obviously, aside from social, the other place that we work with is online review response. And we knew that travel was, was plummeting because our numbers that, uh, of the guest reviews that we were responding to just absolutely tanked and plummeted at the height of the pandemic. Now we are seeing those numbers. We're responding to over a thousand reviews a day for hotels. You're going to have a lot of feedback, which hoteliers should love. Cause again, it's talking about data and analytics. How do you and your team leverage that guest feedback and maybe try to get, generate some more positive reviews, hopefully yeah. from guests. Back to the, you know, part of my role is by definition in the, in the title there, you know, being, being strategic, we have to, we have to think a little bit differently, a little further ahead. And it's, it's, it's getting everyone in the mindset of, and again, I'll reference the, the Disney days, you know, if, if you intercept a problem, it doesn't actually become a problem. If that makes sense. It's the yeah. old, like my grandparents' generation, you know, it's the old cliche back then, you know, ounce of prevention, pound of cure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if you can intercept those negative people, address the problem that they were being negative about, then by default, what's out there is mostly positive. And the negativity that could have just continued to sprout because that issue festered or more people, someone else saw that, uh, yeah, I had that experience too. Let me post one too. You know, one becomes two, two becomes four, four becomes eight, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You know, just it's intercepting that before it happens. So by default, the problem goes away. You'll get more positive reviews. That person that was probably going to be nasty didn't have to be nasty out online because you addressed it. They're happy. They return. It's, you know, the whole system feeds on itself. But, you know, there's, and there's, plenty of tools that can do that that they simply ask they simply ask after the stay did you enjoy yourself um you know yes or no and i mean it's literally it's an email it has a yes button and a no button and if you click yes then it can route you out to a review website where you know we're not we're not dictating a review that's we no one should ever do that but you know we route you out and kind of implies okay leave a review for us if no it routes you to a contact form where the GM really does contact the person or the, you know, the, the whatever exec on property, you know, at the highest exec that's responsible. So right. it's just, it's, it's monitoring that. That's, that's the, the far better, more strategic thing to be a true hospitality oriented business in our name. We're, we're here to be hospitable. 
I love what you said about identifying those problems because we talk to hotels all the time when we manage their their online reputation and you know we'll bring up reviews and and they'll say well that was just it's it's very easy to say that's just an unhappy guest there was no way we could have satisfied satisfied them. And and maybe that is the case. But when you look, I mean, there's so much feedback going on. I mean, Google literally will get your location and then and, and then prompt you for feedback at this point. And if you look all in these areas, yes, you might have a couple outliers there that there was nothing you could do, but they might be telling a true story. And that story can be found within that data. So I think I'm right there with you, Michael. It's it's about digging into that sentiment data yep. and actually figuring out, okay, what is what are they telling me? And let, um, use the tools. There's plenty of tools out there that yeah. that the technology platforms exist to that yeah that do that sorting for you, yeah. and you just do the addressing. And the the you could say the situation fixes itself. You will right. have a lot of positive people because they're the problems drop off. Yeah. And that's, and that's where the, that's where the expertise of our onsite people really lies. I mean, that's, that's where their experience is, is actually handling being hospitable host and and handling those issues. But if you don't know the issues, you can't solve the problem. So let's, let's go back to Ambridge hospitality for a bit. You know, obviously culture is at the foundation, any successful company. I saw on your website, one of your four core values, you've already given out some really great one-liners, but I love this. Think like a guest act like an owner. I love that. Can you explain a little bit more about what that means to you? Yeah, it's, I mean, simply put, it's, it's just being empathetic to our guests. You know, again, I'll, I'll, here's a, here's your second cliche, you know, walk in their shoes. Um, Just that's at the core of the concept of being empathetic that you learn a lot from and you can offer a great product. But at, at the same time, then it's it's about balancing the need to be a and take action to be the stewards of a considerable investment that these folks are entrusting us with. These owners are entrusting us with that, you know, by example, back in the day when when I started, um, you know, it made headlines in the early in the late 80s when the Hilton Chicago you know, sold for one hundred eighty seven million dollars. Like, whoa, one hundred eighty seven million. Whoa, my yeah. goodness. That's a, that's a breakfast deal, you know, now. <laughs> you know, but it's, yeah. and that's, it's still considerable at, I don't mean to imply that's not a considerable investment, but you know, it's not as shocking. There's a lot of those now is what I mean. Yeah. And we have to be good stewards of that. You know, these are considerable investments and we, we have to balance that, uh, those two, those two needs together. Yeah. And obviously, Ambridge doing doing a great job with that. With the with you could just see the portfolio there. But yeah, I love what you talked about about just empathy. I think sometimes hoteliers get a, a little too close, and and don't look at the fact that they're they're travelers too. You know, one of the things that I do when I do kind of consultations with hotels will will say, you know, look at your hotel social feed and and look at it as a non employee. Are you are you following this page? Look at your reputation. What is what is that story telling you? Maybe get a, a trusted friend or family member to give you some honest feedback. Because sometimes we're so close to this stuff that we just really kind of don't see through that. And again, we're all travelers. That that's one thing that is very unique is that the the person sitting at the front desk checking you in 
uh, could also the next weekend be the person approaching a front desk and checking in. I think you answered most of my questions. Before we wrap up, I got a little bit of rapid fire here, Michael. So obviously with the speed spot, we have a, a variety of listeners, variety of roles and in their you know, property or group of properties like yourself. One piece of advice, you can't use the same piece twice. And I'm going to go ahead and, and kind of give you some positions and, and we'll get your insights and feedback from it. So let's start at the corporate level, right? The top VP of marketing for a hospitality management. What's that one piece of advice you would give them listening to this? I think it's the, the, the philosophy we just talked about. It's empathize with the guest, but be that entrepreneurial good steward of the asset you're entrusted with. Gotcha. What about regional area DOS? Maybe just manages the marketing, sales and marketing for, let's say, five or less hotels. So you don't have to be an online expert. You have people that are that for you, but it's not 2002 anymore. It's not fashionable to be ignorant of online principles. Okay. So. And finally, let's say the person that's doing it all, right? GM or owner that's just in charge of everything, including their own digital marketing. What advice there? You don't have to spend a fortune for digital help and you don't have to do it on your own. There are, there are plenty of folks out there that can offer help and it's, it's, not, the, it's not the high priced help you may think it is. It is, it's affordable, it's within reach, and you don't have to do it yourself. Yeah, and I think it's becoming more and more common, actually, to see it. You know what I mean? There's other aspects of the hotel operation side that we see that are outsourced. GM's owners not doing their own landscaping, you know, not doing not doing the, the, the pool maintenance anymore. That stuff's outsourced. But I also think there's this stigma of, of digital marketing. But now with the staffing shortage, it's been another thing that's really accelerated people reaching out for help and saying, listen, my expertise here is this on-site, hospitable, customer service forward, you know, reputation that I'm trying to, to, to get here. Can you help me tell that story online? So seeing, yeah. seeing a lot of that right now, Michael. So as we close up, you know, I always like the opportunity. Any final thoughts on today's episode before we wrap up? I think we covered, we we covered we, quite a bit here. We yeah, did. It's, it's uh, the, yeah, the technology platforms are there and have been, are long since proven themselves to, to help anybody be more strategic in their thinking. Yeah, again, you've got experts that can help you, but there's, there's platforms that if you adopt them, if you use them, if you make it part of your properties routine, it will kind of do part of that thinking for you. So just leave you with that thought and go Cubs. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. Opening day today. I appreciate it, Michael, for jumping on the sweet spot. And yeah, thank you all for listening. To join our loyalty program, be sure to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Sweet Spot is produced by Travel Media Group with cover art by Barry Gordon. I'm your host, Ryan Embry, and we hope you enjoyed your stay. Thank you.